Okay, John, it's that time of year again. We're here at the Bookworm and we're looking at some of the uh, books on offer this Christmas. Just generally, it, it's been a really great year for readers, hasn't it? We've been really spoiled with choice. It has, Ali. Uh, it has indeed, yeah. Um, I suppose COVID, the, the couple of years of COVID, kind of put a bit of a, a halt on a lot of books or delayed a lot of books so that a lot of publishers had kind of delayed titles or, or um, cancelled them during that period and then so this year you've kind of back to full full um, a full range of books and you know it's been more normal so uh, like as you're saying this Christmas again a huge choice of great titles um, and you know as we always say books make an ideal gift for Christmas whether you know exactly what a person likes or not you know a book is a great option because it's hard to go wrong, and if you ask in a in a bookshop, you know generally you'll get, you know the booksellers will be able to help you and and pick out something that'll suit whether you know man or woman or child or you know young person. Um, there's always something there to suit, and even if you you don't realise it, there's there's so m- much choice in um in books at this time of year particularly, um you know it's it's a great gift option. Absolutely. Can I ask then, looking back over the year, what have been some of the the really popular titles that stand out to you? Um, I suppose over the course of the year, um, you've had uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, that novel that has been a, a huge seller for the past couple of years, um, and it's still selling in vast numbers. Um, Claire Keegan's book, um, All the Small Things Set in New Ross, it, which is a follow up to her book uh, Foster which a lot of people and a lot of young people would know from doing it in school and again it's similar to Foster it's only a little over 100 pages long but it's the power in her in her writing is just phenomenal and she's uh, been nominated for several awards and of course the book Foster was turned into the movie on Colleen Kuhn which again has been um, you know award winning Um, so I think that has been the outstanding novel and of course our own uh, Donald uh, Ryan's book uh, that has been a great seller uh, this year and again uh, an absolutely fabulous novel uh, very much about women and the power of, uh, of uh, women in a, within a family and in their community and these women who don't apologise for the people they are you know a really yeah. powerful novel um, those those novels uh, another novel by Louise Kennedy uh, Trespasses she's a Northern Irish writer and uh, has has won um one of the uh, Irish Book Awards uh, of the year. Uh, that has been a super um, novel this year. Um, they'd be the, the main ones in fiction. In, in non-fiction, a lot of books about Ukraine, obviously, and, and the conflict there and Putin. Um, that, that area has been very big. Non-fiction generally has been very strong this year. It's one of the ones I'm going to mention, An, Atlanti- an Irish Atlantic Rainforest by Owen Dalton, is a, is a book about rewilding and and in the context of climate change and the damage to ecology um that has been a big seller this year mm. um so let's go through some of the books then that you've kind yeah. of uh, highlighted for us maybe for for winter press winter presents we're looking at um john creedon first. yeah john creedon uh john as people would know from from um radio and he's he's uh, been around a long time i suppose but he's only got into publishing books in the past couple of years he had one, I think, two years ago, and this is his new one, An Irish Folklore Treasury, which is taken from the Folklore Commission collection, which uh, gathered children's um, children back in the school children in the 30s and 40s were asked to gather stories from their elderly relations or neighbours 
about their lives as they grow up. And so those stories were gathered in the Folklore Commission, the Irish Children's Folklore Commission. And so John Creedon has taken selections of those stories from around the country and put them in this beautiful book. And it's a book that you could give anybody. It's a gorgeous It is. Book. Beautiful production, hardback yeah. uh, with gold um, embossed uh, text on the cover. And, you know, for, for an older person, they'd probably relate to a lot of the stories in it. And then for a younger person, probably open your eyes to what life was like back in, even back in the 1900s, because mm. it goes back that far. Um, absolutely lovely book and a, an ideal gift for anyone, even if you didn't know what they might be interested in. This is a book you could dip in and out of. Yeah. And something along a similar vein, I suppose, little, listen to the land speak, Mancon McGann, who wrote 32 words for field a couple of years ago and had um, a, a book for children. He's very much into language and into uh, the landscape and history and myth and legend. And that's what he brings into this book. It's myth and legend in the Irish landscape covering, you know, ancient forests, ancient bogs, great rivers of Ireland, tr ancient trees. Um, and it's a, again, it's a beautiful book, beautiful black cover and, and with the, the gold embossed uh, text again. Um, and it's for anyone with an interest in history, in myth and legend, in the kind of the the ancient parts of our landscape. This is a really lovely book and it's a book you can dip in and out of. Again, perfectly suitable for for man or woman, practically of any age. Mm. There's a little bit of a resurgence in, in folklore books. I Big think, time. Too. Yeah, there is. And, you know, it's it, I suppose it's very much part of our culture and our heritage, the myth and legend and, and in the Irish, in Irish history. Um, even, you know, just uh, there's a, a new um, edition of Lady Gregory's Myth and Legend, which is a lovely edition. And that, again, has been selling very well. So, yeah, there, there is a huge yeah. interest in, in all that aspect. Then, as I mentioned, that that other book, the Irish Atlantic Rainforest, Owen Dalton, which he published during the year, he bought an, a, a small holding in West Cork. He was from Dublin and lived in Italy for years, but just decided to to uh, go for an alternative lifestyle a number of years ago. Bought this small holding of a few acres down in West Cork and has decided to rewild it. So what had become overgrazed and completely barren landscape on a mountainside is now full of uh, native trees and shrubs and wildflowers wow. and even the animals are coming back wild animals it's it's a lovely book for anyone with an interest in the climate and climate change and the damage that's been done to our ecosystems this really is a, a lovely book and there's pictures of, of the Th exactly of what he's done yeah yeah, yeah. um and he's a, he's a lovely style of writing very easy read so yeah. that's that's definitely one I'd recommend as well. Lovely. Nice Another one then quite topical. Um, he, he's gotten a lot of coverage over the last few weeks with that RT documentary. That's Sean Quinn and the, the book by Trevor Burney. Yeah. And, and uh, this book is one that was due for a couple of years, but uh, I think various legal, um, <laughs> uh, not disputes, but questions were over it. So it was it was held back. But it's out now, yeah, and it, it ties in with the red, the TV um, documentary that was on there recently. And Trevor Burney was the producer of that program, so he's the man with in-depth knowledge on Quinn. And I suppose most of us know his story. You know, from from nothing, he became the the wealthiest man in the country, and then basically blew a huge it all. Rise on and a, a huge fall. Yeah, blew it all in yeah. a gamble. So you know, I suppose it gives an insight into the man's thinking and because it, the author had access to his documents and to his to interviewing him himself um so it's uh, i suppose for anyone with an interest in in quinn and in, yeah. in how, how you know somebody who is kind of at the top of his industry and the top of his uh 
you know, this uh, huge wealth that he had created and, and so many jobs and, and uh, so many businesses. But he blew it all basically through a financial gamble, you know. So and does Trevor Burney give his own views on it? Um, not so much. He's, he's, he's pretty much objective and it's telling the story um, from interviewing Quinn and from access to all the, the uh, his papers and that. And uh, so he's quite objective. Yeah. But he doesn't say, you know, one way or the other that Quinn was wrong or Quinn was right, I don't think. Just presents um, the facts. Presents the facts, exactly. Yeah, and so. all the... the, the um, I suppose infamous things that we and know. And you now. can't miss that one because it's Sean Quinn Wright taking up the whole cover, the cover of that. Yeah, so that's yeah, great. Our next one then, you can never go wrong, Alice Taylor. Alice Taylor, I suppose she's kind of a perennial uh, favourite and has been publishing books for years, f- since the 1980s really, and with her School Through the Fields was her first book. So this book is called The Nana, and again, it's a, an ideal gift, um, maybe for a, for a parent or grandparent, and it's about grandmothers and how important they are in all our lives growing up and in the countryside and the old traditions full of photographs and uh, lovely illustrations of country life you know it, it, her books are always popular yeah, and they're, they're a great last minute gift if you're, you're stuck for something as a stocking filler for somebody a lovely gift yeah, just call the, the nana the, the nana lovely. yeah um, Our next one then, Paul Brady, a nice yeah, musical biography. Yeah, there's been there's a great selection of biographies this year, uh, and Paul Brady, who has strong Tipperary connections, um, this is his story. You know, one of our probably greatest musicians, and you know he's name checked by people like um, Mark Knopfler, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, uh, Harry Belafonte. These are his fans. Like that's, I mean, where do you go after that? Mm. You know, so that's how how highly regarded he is. And it's a very honest account of his own story growing up and, and uh, in Derry and his influences, the early influences of traditional music and into moving into rock and roll. And uh, it's really just a very interesting book. Anyone interested with music, but anyone interested in a yeah. good biography because he's had a, such a, a, a career yeah. um, and a very well written book. Crazy. Biographies sometimes can be a bit heavy. I think if if you're not, you know, they they read very factually sometimes. They can be a bit dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's had such a, an interesting career, and you know, to go from uh, you know almost a, a completely traditional background into, you know, playing with and writing songs for Tina Turner or Bonnie yeah. Raitt or you know, and Bob Dylan is you know, I think he he, he there's a there's a chapter in where he talks about giving Bob Dylan a. A lesson on on singing the lakes of Pontchartrain, you know, which is just you know it's wow. mind-boggling, really. Our next biography then is a sporting one and a huge success. Parik Mars book. Yeah, um, Parik's book. Um, you know, uh, Parik. Uh, you know, mo- most people in Tipperary be well aware that Parik published this book uh, just a couple of months ago, and it's been, I suppose, our top seller uh, by a long shot. Since. Since, Quite yeah, uh, which is great. And uh, I think probably most people know his story that he had to retire early from hurling because of a potential um, health issue. And, uh, you know, it was, I suppose, a huge shock to, to, to hurling fans that somebody who was still at the peak of his powers mm. had to stop playing. But because of health issues and, and the health advice, he took it and, and he, he, he did the sensible thing. But it's a really interesting s- story and I, I, I think a lovely book for even young people, even girls or boys playing hurling from the age of about 10 would, would enjoy this. Uh, it's an easy read, but he's very honest and, and very, you know, goes a lot into his younger hurling days with Dorlis Og and, and playing with Skull Alva and, and up through the, the ranks. 
And I, I think the, the interesting thing is that, you know, for a guy who was the top of his game, what he, what he says in the book is he, he, he didn't always have full confidence in his own ability. You know, that he had to work on his game and, he, you know, he always doubted himself. But, Isn't that you know, he, he proved how, how good he, he became, you know, he, he, with hard work and that he became probably one of our greatest ever yeah. hurlers. So that's yeah. great to see it doing so well. It is. Yeah. 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 All on the line is the name of it. Now, our next book, then Sweet Harmon or sorry, Sweet Therapy. Sweet Therapy. Yeah. Just book. going into uh, cookbooks are always a, a, a big hit at Christmas. And uh, Una Leonard developed her own career from uh, social media, from my uh, Instagram, I presume. And uh, Sweet Therapy is her book on baking, the joy of baking. And it's a beautiful book, again, an ideal gift for anyone with an interest in baking, particularly, I suppose, a young person, because she appeals to, she's only in her 20s. But it's a lovely book, yeah. uh, full of easy recipes for, uh, you know, tray bakes and, and brownies and all kinds of things. That, that All the bad stuff. All the lovely stuff. <laughs> and ideal stuff for Christmas. Uh, so that's an ideal choice. And a, another very popular um, book this year is a new book on, on racing. It's on point-to-point racing, which, of course, is huge in the country and uh, huge very popular in Tipperary this is by the Healy Racing um, uh, photography uh, uh, firm that, that have produced lo- lovely books on, on racing before so this is their book on point to point racing full of lovely photographs of action photographs of point to points from all over the country lots of characters lots of jockeys riders horses um, that's an ideal gift yeah, for anyone beautiful. with an interest in racing you know it's uh, from O'Brien Press and that's a gorgeous book and the kids books now I know there's I mean there's a glut of choice there absolutely huge there? Uh, yeah and again for any child you know every child loves loves to get a book in a, in a, in a stock a Christmas stocking and, and great to keep them reading um, and at this time of year there was so much choice like we couldn't even mention a fraction of them um, but just to, to mention a few areas that have been huge Graphic novels have taken off big time in the last couple of years. You know, people will be familiar with Dogman and 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 uh, Wimpy Kid and those type of which are going into that graphic novel form, which is mm. basically comic book format. Yeah. And they're they're great for kids who are maybe reluctant to read or, or aren't very strong read, readers. It brings them into reading. Yeah. You know, they don't realise they're reading a book because it's done in this colourful comic book format, but they're, they're, they are legitimate books. You know, parents shouldn't be reluctant to buy their books, their, their kids' comic, you know, the graphic novels, yeah. because it does develop their reading. Um, and we find that good readers love them as much as maybe reluctant readers. And you have a, you have a great range of different series now of graphic novels. Um, say for older readers, you have the Heartstopper series, which became a Netflix series. That has been hugely popular. That would suit, you know, from kind of 14 up. Um, and as I said, Dogman, Cat Kid, Investigators, Tom Gates. You know, there's there's a range of, of graphic novels there to suit. And for a wide range of ages then. For a wide range of ages, yeah. yeah from, from, you know, six or seven up, you're going to find uh, lots of choice. Yeah. Um, just talking about the local uh, writers again, Paddy Stapleton, another hurler. The hurlers are getting into <laughs> writing books, which is great. Uh, Paddy published a book a couple of years ago called Up in the Air, which was a huge success. So he's followed that up this year with a new one called Up in the Air Muckfest, which is, again, a story about a club hurling and featuring boys and girls. Suitable for age uh, 10 plus, I would say. The reading, right. even up to about 14, um, th- this will suit. And, and they've been hugely popular. 
And Paddy has also published a book for young readers called My First Hurley. It's, it's a little picture book. book, yeah. So suitable from, from three years of up, age up to maybe five or six. Um, a lovely book. Oh, that's um, great. Called My First Hurley. My First Hurley. It's great to have the local It is, yeah, it is. Well it is, because people know them and, and uh, you know, they meet them and they can chat about their books and, you know, yeah. uh, and Paddy's been doing... Uh, school trips as well with, about it, with these books and reading from them so yeah. yeah no it's lovely to have have local interest in those a great book that's caught my eye then this year is the one the girls who slay monsters fantastic book yeah again back into myth and legend like we were talking about earlier on and and kids are love myth and legend you know there's there's lots of books lots of lovely picture books on irish myth and legend but this one is particularly lovely it's uh, as you said girls who slay monsters daring tales of ireland's forgotten goddesses so these are stories about uh, people, heroines we mightn't have heard of. And she's given their, their old Irish names um, and a uh, beautifully produced book, yeah. Lee Bawn, Immortal Mermaid. You know, you, 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 it's not like the Tiernan Og or Salmon and Knowledge where everyone would have heard of the actual, or Maeve, the Queen of Connemara. Like people would have heard of those, but uh, these are stories we wouldn't have heard of before. Beautifully presented with fabulous artwork. I would say even that that isn't even a kid's book. I think that that's it, universal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody older would get as much enjoyment out of this. Yeah. And the reading level anyway is probably from maybe 12 or 13 up. Um, but a beautiful book to read, even to a younger child. Yeah. Um, you know, again, in that area of, of myth and legend. And then there's one more there. And the picture book's a beautiful book by Paddy, Paddy Donnelly, who has written uh, some lovely picture books before. The Fox and Son Tailors, uh, which is about a firm of Taylors, spelled T-A-I-L-E-R-S, and they're at Foxes, a beautifully produced book. Um, lovely book for a five or six-year-old. Lovely gift. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. John, it was great to sit down and go through some of the, the main books and recommendations for Christmas. In terms of, of customers and opening hours, what do people need to know? Yeah, we're open every day from half nine to six, open right up to Christmas Eve. Things do run out. That's the only thing that I would say to people that if you're if you're looking for a particular book, don't leave it too late because at this time of year, uh, publishers run out of books, uh, our wholesalers run out of books, we run out of books and we will have orders up to middle of, of the week uh, or even quite late in the week because Christmas Eve is Saturday. So um, don't leave it too late. If there's a particular book you're looking for, um, and, and you're keen to get it or you, you know you want a particular book, do uh, make sure to get to try and get in early and get it because, they, as I said, they do run out. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're here and we're on the phone and we're on the email, so um, no problem if anyone wants to, to contact us. Mm-hmm.